Good morning and welcome to Thursday Fireway Talks, hosted by yours truly, Sarah Lohman. I'm here to provide you with real life experiences from thyroid warriors who have been diagnosed with hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, Graves, and or Hashimoto's thyroiditis. This series is my way of giving back to the thyroid community in order to help combat the loneliness and isolation that so many of you are feeling. I provide that support by holding space for women from my thyroid community who volunteer to talk about and share their thyroid journey with you. But first, a quick message from my sponsor. There has never been a more important time than now, seriously, right you guys, to keep your immune system strong and healthy. Monolaurin is one of the top natural supplements for immune and digestive support. I personally love monolaurin and have used it for years because of its natural antiviral fighting properties against pathogens causing my own thyroid illness. With over 200 plus academic references exploring its immune health properties, the company Natural Cure Labs decided to formulate a unique blend of monolaurin and provide a naturally derived product supported by industry experts and research. Monolaurin is one of the top natural supplements for immune and digestive support. It's carefully extracted from lauric acid which is a beneficial fatty acid found in coconut oil with some incredible immune supporting research. All right, let's dive in guys. Bear with me while I bring our guest on. Hi, can you hear me? Good morning. Good, good morning. morning. <laughs> Hi. Hey, it's so good to see you. Good to see you too. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's uh, 7, uh, 7 p.m. here in Italy. Yes. So actually it's a good evening. <laughs> I know for you. <laughs> and so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. No, thank you yeah. for the opportunity. And um, I just want to say that I understand every word, but uh, I'm out of practice. So my conversation skills might not be excellent. <laughs> so sometimes I, oh, I'm going to need your help. No problem. No problem. Okay. I'm here for you, girl. I got your back. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so well, where do I start? I was um, I was born in Canada, and um, when I was three years old, my mom uh, noticed something on the back of my tongue because I was coughing. I had asthma, and um, I was coughing with my uh, mouth really wide, and she saw something. It was like a tiny little uh, something, a tiny little... Uh, b ball and or something okay yeah like a little ball okay like a little ball a tiny little ball so she was very worried she rushed me to the children's sick, 
Hospital of Toronto. And um, the doctor said that she was just an Italian mother. She was uh, uh, worried and there was nothing to worry about. She, they didn't see anything. Mm. So they sent her home and she was, she was 22 years old. She was very young. So, and she didn't speak uh, uh, English very good. So uh, she just went home and said, probably, but she noticed something. She saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, after three months the same thing occurred and she brought me to the hospital again and she said I'm not leaving if you don't tell me what this tiny thing is in, uh, in, the, um, in the back of her tongue and uh, that was when they first uh, I was diagnosed with agenesis with thyroid agenesis I was born without a thyroid okay. and it was um, uh, not a very rare case but it was rare, rare because um, I was okay. I was a little girl. I was three years old, but it was all normal. And um, in my development, and so the doctors said uh, it was a, a kind of a miracle because they said that uh, I could have had problems with my heart and with the other uh, organs. And um, I, I could have been um, like in my development, my height was it would not be right. But they said that probably it was because she breastfeeded me. Mm-hmm. And so breastfeeding with her hormones, mm-hmm. uh, her hormones like kind of uh, helped me. But if my mother didn't notice that thing, that was my thyroid that never uh, developed. That was it. That little tiny ball was oh. was my thyroid that had never developed when I was uh, in her when I was in the womb. No, when I was uh, mm-hmm. about to uh, be born. So uh, they they said that uh, in a couple of years I would have had serious problems, mm. even cogn- cognitive problems. So I, they started the, the therapy and it was uh, what in Italy it's called tyroxina, uh, tyroxina, I don't know how you say Thyroxine. it. Yeah. Tyroxine. And, since, and I'm on thyroxine since then. Obviously in different uh, percentage, like uh, uh, growing up, now I'm 49. So uh, since then I'm on therapy. Um, why do I like talking about this disease i know there are a lot of diseases in the world a lot of people are suffering but uh, this is a kind of invisible like we go to we have i have tests and um they're all okay but it's natural because i'm i'm on i have my therapy and i'm and i use it like i never forget to take the pill in the morning I always wait half an hour before having a breakfast or eating something. And, um, but it's, it's like, I struggle a lot because I have all the symptoms of, um, of someone who, who, uh, who doesn't have a thyroid or a thyroid that doesn't work. I'm always tired. I don't sleep. And so I, I take it. I, not medicines, but I try natural things to sleep. Melatonina. I don't know how you say it in uh, in uh, in English. Melatonin. Yeah. Melatonin. Yeah. Melatonin. And um, 
I try to avoid some food that they say that uh, implies a um, kind of a, a decrease in the functioning of the thyroid, but I don't have a thyroid while I have uh, the, the pill that I take every morning. And um, I struggle with weight. So I'm always um, overweight and then I, I lose a lot of weight and then I gain a lot of weight. It's like up, it's ups and downs since I was a teenager. And I sweat, <laughs> my head sweats and I have very thin hair. When I was uh, five, six years old, I had um, alopecia, alopecia, how do you say Yeah. I lost all my hair and it was for the thyroid. But it all grew but, Sorry? But it grew back. It grew back. It was not uh, all at once. It's like I lost it here and then they grew back and then I lost it here. But, but my mother said that it went like it just all my head. I lost all my hair. But she was uh, she was uh, she was she tried to protect me because, you know, the kids could have uh, uh, make fun of me. And so she just put the hair where the hair was. I, I really didn't. I really didn't suffer a lot because, you know, like, you know, when old men, they just they lose oh, hair oh. and start putting their hair. <laughs> so that's what happened to me. And uh, I didn't suffer for that thing because I was small I don't know uh, but there, there's a lot of symptoms and uh, you can have your lab tests um, and they're all fine and they're all okay and the doctors say okay this is your therapy so now you weigh uh, 80 kilos so you need to take this amount of uh, thyroxine and that's it but they don't actually explain how we can feel better because it's I think that's in a nutshell, that's what, it, what, what we're talking about. How to feel better, because we know what the therapy is, but how we, how we can feel better um, trying to use natural products or trying to avoid something. Or, and um, all this, these problems with like hair, I don't have any. Like, I don't have, that's good because <laughs> I don't spend a lot of money. <laughs> yeah you don't have to get lasered hair removal <laughs> exactly well yeah. I still do but uh not as much as others and but I lose hair and they're very thin and my my skin is often dry so I use a lot of products and the heartbeat it's I'm always it's called bradycardia uh palpitations the sorry heart, the palpitations palpitations but even a, a slow a very slow heart heart so and i think that's a low blood pressure too low very low blood pressure very low blood pressure mm -hmm. and uh obviously for uh, i work so i get up every morning i i, I go to work and it's it's, it's tough some days are, t are tough and yeah. uh and I understand that even though a lot of people suffer from uh, this kind of disease, not mine, but similar with um, people who have a thyroid, but it doesn't work well. Yeah. And we just like, it's kind of, uh, not so. wait, I have my translator. I'll try to say the word. Just describe it to you and I'll help. Um, we, we are resigned. Like we, we okay. just say, okay, 
that's it. Yeah. Resigned is the perfect word. Yeah. Resigned. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And when I was a teenager, I had um, until I was uh, 15, 16. Uh, then I moved to Italy. I was uh, already in Italy. I'm, uh, I moved here in 1983. So I was 11 years old from Canada. Uh, I'm Italian. My parents are Italian. And um, uh, I had the x-rays of my forearm and my hand up until I was 15, 16 years old, because they had to control if my uh, development was okay. And that they had tests to see if I was okay, if I understood. Oh, wow. And yeah, because um, um, when you don't have a thyroid, as I told you when I, when I wrote, you can suffer from dwarfism and um, uh, Cretinismo. That means you don't understand. You have your a kind of um, uh, cognitive uh, um, slow, cognitively slow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's my I mean, story in a nutshell. Wow. That is. I so I actually have never met anyone yet that was, I was born without. That was not born. I uh, we had another guest who was born with hypo, and you know very similar story to yours um as far as symptoms and whatnot and like medicating since she was a baby so but that is interesting um i had a lot of questions along the way so i'm trying to think back um because i'm not familiar with the medical system within canada and italy um, but i have learned from you guys from talking to you guys about how it's very much, um, one girl described it to me of like, I never get to see the same doctor. It's always oh. a different doctor every time. So it's really hard for, for thyroid warriors, especially to get the care that they need or the tests that they want um, because they get a different answer in a different person. Is that, what you've experienced it, it, it happens here too but uh since i if i don't have problems i i go once a year and i pay the visit and i get to see the same doctor okay okay so if you go like it's exactly what you said it's the same thing here you don't see the same doctor so they don't know your history they see your tests and they say okay it's fine even if you say, well, well, I'm not feeling well, well but your tests are, are okay. They don't know what your history is. And you can't always say, you know, I was born without a, it's, it's, it's the same thing here, actually. Yeah, you don't have the time. They don't. So it's all data-driven. Your doctor's yeah. appointments are all data-driven. Always. Yeah. And if you're outside of the lab range, you're fine. So have, have you have you raised your dosage lower your doses raise your doses has there been a lot of back a lot of times because when i was pregnant i had uh, i i had my test every two weeks because there was it was and i was worried for my kids but uh fortunately they they don't have any problems thyroid problems cool. so as soon as they were born i just made them they got a checkup that from that point of view and they were okay but uh, actually, when I gain weight, I have to have more thyroxine. When I lose weight, 
I have less thyroxine. When I when I'm on more thyroxine, I have I'm I eat much more, and so my metabolism doesn't work. It's like zero, and you put the pill and then you go, but it's not the same thing. So yes, ups and downs on different. Um, how do you how did you say uh, levels of uh, thyroxine? Yeah, dosages. Mm-hmm. Uh, dosages, yes, yes. Now, n- now that I'm all grown up, I'm I'm 49. It doesn't happen often, but when I was a teenager and when I was in my 20s and 30s, yes, it changed several times. Yeah, and that that is very hard on your. System. That's hard too. That's very hard on your system. It's hard on you emotionally, too. Yeah. Yes. Because we all know when we go to put our jeans on and you, they don't fit, you're, yeah, they don't. you know, it makes yeah. self-esteem go down and your confidence go down. And yes. And then that's not a fun, that's not a fun game. Wow. Um, let me think back. Uh, <laughs> so your mom sounds like she really helped out a lot. Oh yeah. Watching over you growing up. Um, you didn't end up with any abnormalities in your development. No. Thank goodness. Thank. Um, but it sounds like you went through a lot with this as a child with the, with the testing, yeah. developmental testing. Yes. Every year. And, um, uh, to, different different symptoms, and I was oh I was tired, but and um, I thought it was the low blood pressure, and I thought it wasn't related, and um, the uh, heartbeat well, it was slow, very slow heartbeat sometimes, and I thought it wasn't related, but then I saw a doctor, and she said it's all related. Yeah it's not it's like it's it's not casual it's all related your low blood pressure and your um slow heart rate and um the fatigue and the you're always i'm always kind of tired and um so yeah when i get up in the morning it's 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 very tough (laughs) even because i don't sleep i don't sleep well Tell me more and that's what that. too. So you've always had sleeping trouble since you can remember? Since I was a teen, since I remember. Do, so do you lay awake thinking? Or do you toss and turn? Does your toss body- and turn, yeah. lay awake thinking, get up, uh, have, uh, drink a glass of water, then go back to bed. And uh, now I'm, I go to bed very late. And then because I know I'm going to sleep uh, three or four hours and those three or four hours are not like straight uh, I wake up and um, and obviously I had um, uh, problems with I had a little bit of depression uh, years ago very like I don't even want to say it's depression because I know people that suffer and it's not that case but I was a little bit like in in a place that I I didn't want to be and I had uh, panic attacks. Maybe they're not related, but um, I didn't sleep, so it was kind of all messed up. Yeah. 
maybe it was even the period I was in uh, university, so I was studying a lot. I had uh, I had a lot of to study, and I had a lot of things to think about. But um, I think that in the fact that I don't sleep a lot that is related to the thyroid problem. Uh, I think that was um, a factor that influenced all the the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, it all starts going into a snowball and yeah but what I have I had terrible sleep too once mm. upon a time and it same thing it seemed like no matter I mean I could take a high dose of like melatonin like five milligrams or something and it would definitely conk me out solid for like a couple mm. of hours but I have a small bladder like a naturally small bladder like I me too and that means that I have to go to all the time I pee all, all the, time. the time I remember when I was getting my sonogram uh like an ultrasound of my cervix when I was pregnant and they were doing the special check of the baby and the the technician says to me wow you have the smallest bladder I've ever seen <laughs> and I was like I knew it <laughs> that that explains everything yeah, yeah I, get up, I get I get up quite often too yeah so it was like I would my body would wake me up you know screaming to go to the bathroom and then it was always the tossing and turning and the thoughts and the anxiety and then anxiety. the thoughts yeah. and then the anxiety and yeah, the tossing and mm-hmm. yeah it was just one big looped nightmare and then and then you are already fatigued and then you add insomnia on top of that and you are just in la la zombie land and it's impossible to function let alone think especially on top of the brain fog and um you do turn into a very um it it's depressing because you yeah, sometimes yeah it, yeah it can it maybe can my story is a little bit sorry if i no you're fine um it's a little bit different because i was really a baby i was three years old yeah. so uh when it happens to you when you're a teenager when you're older it's difficult for me it's like normal style of life like this is my this is how this is how it always was and how it always will be but now that I'm uh, old enough to understand that probably uh, there can be a different way to um, deal with this because it's not that serious because we live and we have happy lives and we have children and we uh, go on with everything but um, I, I just would like not to feel so tired all the time I would like to have, uh, uh, you know, that mm, freshness and that strength and uh, that sometimes I do have. I, I'm not saying that I'm always uh, like uh, on a chair, but I, I am like here. It's very hot outside, mm-hmm. really, really hot. And I'm like, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a chair. I can't, I can't get up, but I have to. So it's normal for me because I was born with this disease. So it's kind of normal. I understand that people that have problems with the thyroid that occur when they're in a different age, it's, it's really more difficult in my opinion. 
Because you can remember feeling normal. You can remember feeling better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. I, I never felt better than this. So, 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 Were you like a little girl up playing with your dollies on your floor, and your mom was like, "Where are you sleeping?" And you're like, "I don't know." <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I just don't sleep. Well, and another thing is that nobody in the family has it. Like sometimes the doctors say, you know, they go back and say, well, how about your grandparents or someone in the family or no one, no one else. Wow. That's a, it's unique, you know, and I think um, I was just listening to a really great podcast this morning about how these things that we are handed or things that, you know, we go through some people being born with them. It's, um, it's, there's a special reason why they're given that particular trial or, you know, something comes from it that they can help other people with. And yeah. um, there's many, many lessons that come out of it and strength. Yeah. And um, so your story is resonating with me on that level of the, of the, like you're doing right now, you're sharing your story. It's it, you're, you're helping with this awareness and I hope, I hope so. Absolutely. And to reach even uh, the medical system, mm-hmm. because um, uh, the doctors that are uh, specialized, sorry, uh, you uh, correct me if I'm um, saying it wrong. Um, they should take a look at the whole situation of a person that suffers with thyroid. They can't just look at the tests and they can't just say, okay, but your weight, your height, your like, how about your blood pressure? And okay, you're done. Mm-hmm. Keep t- keep with this. They have to actually uh, give you uh, some suggestions yeah. to improve your style of life. Maybe yeah. if, when you talk, when you talk to people and you say, look, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling that too. I didn't know that blood pressure was related to the thyroid. I didn't know that the heart rate was related to thyroid. When someone knows that or isn't aware of actually suffering from the thyroid, because a lot of people suffer from thyroid diseases, but they don't know. Mm -hmm. And they don't get diagnosed. um, um, Like, and so they suffer and uh, without any reason. (laughs) Right. Which is even harder. Which is even harder is because easy. they don't understand what's happening. Yeah. What's happening? Why am I so tired? Why can't I sleep? Why, why am I losing hair? Why, uh, why, 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 why? And so they, uh, if, if you talk about it, uh, maybe someone will hear it and say, oh, my, that's exactly how I'm feeling. So. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like this is important to bring you amazing women. I thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. I hope my story um, you know, uh, help someone. Maybe they don't know that uh, all these things are related. And um, and maybe doctors that when you see a doctor, they they should be not the we're patients, but they should be patient. <laughs> yeah. And listen, listen to all the symptoms because sometimes it seems like what I, what I said at the beginning of our talk it's invisible it's an invisible disease i'm perfectly like uh, healthy and 
like I said before, we can have kids, we can do anything. And, um, but it's invisible and, uh, and that's why it's hard to deal with. Yeah, and because you don't look sick, like a physical- You don't look sick, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can do our hair and our makeup and we can put cute clothes on and you know, we can look great. But on the inside, we're screaming yeah. and it's like <laughs> pins and needles and the fatigue and you're just chugging the caffeine to try to make it through the day. But you're having exactly coffee. with the caffeine. I was addicted. Yeah, I was addicted to coffee. Mm-hmm. And it's not the American coffee. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys got espresso and all the good stuff. Yeah. And all the good stuff. It's really strong. <laughs> So I was like, every, every two hours I had a coffee. Now I'm done with that. And uh, it's over a year since um, COVID. I stopped uh, taking, well, I have coffee, but not uh, like, like living on it. Uh, like before I was like every two hours yeah. because I was stressed on work. So every two hours I was like having coffee and um, I'm done with that too, because that gave me um palpitations and 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 I actually didn't feel better yeah it didn't give me the energy that I was expecting (laughs) I was gonna say well did you have massive panic attacks at the same time sometimes (laughs) sometimes I literally would do the same thing I would go to Starbucks and I would get a really strong coffee (laughs) and I would sit I would drink like half of it and then sit in my truck and shake and and like have basically like be on the verge of a panic attack until I realized like what am I doing I just totally did this to myself like this I can't do this this is I can't do this yeah I got the interesting interesting thing another thing that I would like to share is that um for the sweating I sweat from here to here that's it and uh the doctor said that it could be related because you know, uh, with the thyroid. And um, so they, so another doctors, when I, when I told them, uh, I have this problem sometimes at night, but I'm anxious, I have anxiety and and stuff. So they said, okay, why don't you take some um, soya? Is that how you say it? Soya? No. Let me find the word because. Soy. Soy. S-O-Y. He told you to take soy? Soy in pills. And then I found out <laughs> that it was, it was, it wasn't good. For, like it wasn't yeah. the, the doctor for my thyroid problems. It was another doctor, but I told them that I had this problem. And they said, look, you can take this soy pills because it uh, gives you, you know, it releases you from the sweating and stuff. Then I went to the, my doctor and I said, I, I just started taking, why? No, you're not supposed to take it because you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to, you, you, you have to avoid it. I said, okay. Yeah. yeah. So soy, first of all, oh, <laughs> yeah, the misdirection. It's just like, ugh. I mean, because I, they don't, they don't speak. They don't, it's like, yeah. you know, they should it, it should be some kind of networking and it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and it's that 
it's that way here in the States too, because we are very much like all of our body parts are broken up into pieces. Like you said, you got your GI doctor, you got your endo, you got your primary, you got your, you know, OBGYN. It's like, and that, that was what I originally was going to go be a registered dietitian. And then I realized what you said, it really struck me when you said that is like, uh, uh-uh. with what I've been through, I know that I need to provide, like you said, whole body wellness, you know, spiritual, there's eight dimensions, just so you guys know, eight dimensions to our wellness. And um, I found a school, a really great accredited, um, they call it the Ivy League of coaching. And that was their thing was teaching coaches how to heal in all eight dimensions. And it was, I was, you know, so um, I, I have often wondered myself why there is such a disconnect and when um, I'm a history buff. I don't know if any, if you love history. Um, so I, 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 I researched back into when did our medical system turn into these slivers of the body? Oh. And uh, it actually was in the early 1900s. <clears throat> because but, before it was all. And like, we, right. Before that, um, before the big money came in and started taking over the universities and dictating the policies and teaching the doctors what they were going to doctor in, um, we had homeopaths. We had. Yeah, I know. You know, we had the, um, the, uh, what are the women that help you with birth? Um, uh, yeah. Um, medulla, is it medulla's? Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was all one whole body of wellness. And so that's where it's our job almost as, you know, it's like, that's where we have to step up and ask the doctor's questions why you know why do you think this why won't you do that you really have to push back and challenge them and and be that advocate for yourself and the one thing that I also learned on my journey too is I I flipped the script from them telling me what to do to me telling them what to do so I would walk into every single one of my appointments And I would say, this is why I'm here. This is what you're going to do for me. And this is what I want. And when I really took charge of the situation, like the bull by the horns, and I started leaving no room for anything other than what I demand, because you're, you're, you're working for me and I pay you, you know, my insurance company pays you or, or whatnot. It I saw a shift in my level of care. And um, so I, you know, encourage everyone to, to do, to do that, to do that. And it, 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 um, it comes with like growing up and somehow not, I'm not talking only about age, but growing up, I mean, in, in this situation that each one of of us lives and I sort of do that too, uh, but now because when you're younger, like you just say, "Okay, you're the doctor. 
I'm the economist. You're the doctor. So I come here because you have to tell me what I need. It's not always that way. You know what you need. They have to tell you how to uh, accomplish it, like how to how to get there yeah. where you need to go. Right. And thank you for saying that, because I definitely want to speak to the younger women and the younger generations, because I have a lot of 19, 20, 21 year old women coming to me. And that's important mm -hmm. because if they, even for their maybe pregnancies or something, they can right. have problems. Like, I'm exactly. And so I love the way you said that, that um, when we're young, we're, we're just, we're still trusting and naive. And um, we very much look at them as, the saviors the saviors exactly exactly yeah and then when you've been through this for a really long time you realize that that's changes now it's 49 years yeah. 49 years it's uh just a little a bit of time yeah i've been yeah. through it yeah exactly so um I definitely love to empower. I want to, we need to empower each other with that ability to go in and don't be scared to ask why. Don't be scared right. to challenge. Don't be scared to be unsatisfied and complain. Yeah. And, and understand and feel ourselves. Like you said, there were eight dimension dimensions. Mm -hmm. If you feel something, and you feel it's not okay, ask, because it could be related. Yeah. So thank you for saying that too. I had, um, I had someone ask me or ask about whether or not they should drink. Their doctor told them to stop drinking um, celery juice. And, mm -hmm. and she told me um, when the doctor was saying that to her, she had a very strong feeling that the doctor was wrong. And, oh. and I was like, that was your intuition screaming at you. <laughs> you need to listen to that. That is extremely important. It never lies to you. It never steers you wrong. And it's there to protect you and guide you. Um, so us women are so smart in <laughs> our intuition is so smart and we are in touch more than we know. So if you get a little whisper, you get a little gut feeling, um, follow that. But I wanted to speak to your, your heart problems and your palpitations and everything. Um, that is very common as well. I, um, I had that too. I had very low blood pressure and very low um, heartbeats. And I would get lightheaded when I stood up very easily. Very easily. Yeah. Very, very easily. <clears throat> I would see stars. <laughs> yeah, it was almost scary, you know, because you kind of feel faint from it. Yeah. And um, I had some doctors actually scare me because they're like, your blood pressure is so low. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. What's going to happen? Yeah. Actually, and that's another thing. When I was a teenager, I always fainted. Mm. When you stood up or just in general? 
no, in some situations, but it was, uh, it occurred, like, it was something that happened quite often. Wow. But now it stopped. Not. I wonder, maybe your heart grew and, or something. Probably or... there was something. But they never, they never said it was related. So I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, their um, heart problems or heart symptoms, I guess I'd like to say, are extremely common. Uh, yes. I pretty much had a heart attack when I was pregnant. Oh. Yeah, they didn't diagnose it right, but I know I had a heart attack when I was six oh. pregnant. And I was because my doctor decided to move offices in the middle of my pregnancy and I was unmanaged for about two months. And you know, when you're pregnant, when you get pregnant, the baby absorbs a lot of your medications. So you have to increase your dosage. I I would have to go up. That's why I went every two weeks. Yeah. Every two weeks I, I changed, not changed, but I controlled the dosage. Right. And eventually changed it because, because of what you're saying. Exactly. And so when you said that, I totally related because my doctor moved offices in the middle of my pregnancy and they were giving us like of all us patients, like a false sense of reopening. And during those two months that um, I was completely unmanaged and not being watched, my, my TSH went from like where it was normally like a 1.5 up to almost like a five. And I experienced a heart attack at work. Oh my gosh. And it was terrifying. It was so painful. And, but it it passed about three, it was about three minutes. And um, then I drove myself to the hospital that was like five minutes away. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm pretty sure I just had a heart attack. And they're like, okay. And so they put laid me on a bed, hooked me up to the EKG, monitored my heartbeat. And they're like, you're fine. And sent me home. And so, Terrible. yeah. And so the next day, my Terrible. OBGYN, yeah, it was scary. My OBGYN opened up the next day. <laughs> so I called him and told him what happened. And I went and saw my doctor for the first time, showed her the EKG, told her what happened. And she took me out on disability right then. And every two weeks I was going and I would sit in a recliner and they would strap a machine to my arm and they would watch my heart and everything. I was a high risk pregnancy as well. And, but, um, but after that experience, I started having even more heart problems and I had to see a lot of cardiologists and, but all the cardiologists told me my heart was fine. And then I started noticing that and I'm curious if you've ever related this to okay so first of all the caffeine it'll <laughs> it'll get you it messes with your heart okay That's I know undeniable um but stress stress I'm, I was really stressed and I changed my job I was really really stressed before I had a job that was very stressful <laughs> Yeah. And uh, now it's uh, it's different, and I, I really like what I do. But um, actually, for what concerns the heart, I had um, in my 30s, I went for a checkup, and they found it that it was um, I don't know how to say it in English. It was bigger than normal. Mm. It was uh, it was a little 
it was um it was under stress i don't know how to say it better than this yeah. it was yeah. abnormally bigger than it was supposed to be mm. and um but they said don't worry about it because probably it's because of all these things even thyroid they 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 told me that it could have been related and um i live with this uh, condition yeah and um but i didn't have severe problems like your story is like uh, terrible and uh that didn't happen fortunately yeah. but i still have it it's like it's somehow under stress yeah and it's a little bit bigger yeah so it grew so it, it enlarged itself to compensate it compensated for something. probably probably yeah probably yeah um and that usually from because an athlete's heart will do that an athlete's heart will grow bigger because of um just how much it's pumping and how much exactly. it probably it pumped a lot and yeah. too much right right so um that's interesting i wonder but i didn't have problems with um i didn't have a lot of problems another thing is my nails mm -hmm. that i spend a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> you can't they don't grow you mean they're too weak very very weak yeah very very weak yeah and they always told me that it was related to the my condition not having the thyroid i was born without this important um, gland that um, regulates all your metabolism it's very important it's not the heart but it's important and thank you for saying that because i've going back to the segregation of body parts in the system um i have been very much impressed also to speak about protecting your thyroid. I feel like, I feel like maybe the system is just tired of women complaining and they just say, oh, let's just take it out. And it's just, you know, oh, okay. And they're tired of their symptoms too. And they'll be like, sure. And then let's take it out. <laughs> Yeah, get rid of it. I'm going to be better. Because probably they think that it will solve the problem and they'll feel better once yeah. uh, once it's it's gone. Right. And it's not it's not true. It's not true. And um one of my last clients, she had a full thyroidectomy and I I got my hands on her after 4 years of just a nightmare of symptoms. Oh. And um and it was, I, I helped stabilize her. She's doing fantastic now, but it, it, I even had another client tell me that they, they tell you it's going to take you five years after oh. your, your surgery to start feeling normal to get again. I'm like, does that really seem like a good idea? So, um, <clears throat> I, uh, sorry, Sarah, I don't see you anymore. Do you see me? Oh yeah, I do. Oh, here you are. Sorry. I lost the screen. Okay. Okay. Um, we have about 15 more minutes and then we'll okay. it up. Um, so yeah, I really, I really want everyone to understand what she just said and how important that is. And 
how you need to protect it and try other therapies first. Just like she said, that try the things, eliminate the foods you need to eliminate, eliminate the environmental toxins, bring in your nutrients, see what's going on in your gut, do the mineral testing. There's so many things that we can do, so many things before that, mm-hmm, that we can do to find out and help you um, just without cutting it out, you know, unless it's absolutely Necess- necessary, of course, you know, but don't, exactly. don't just get talked into it out of convenience type of thing, you know, and um, well, here in Italy, or what I understand, they're um, pre- preservative, like they're conservative. They don't actually oh, uh, suggest to take it out unless it's um, something like it's cancer or something really, really serious. But, and in general, for everything, even for your, how do you call it when kids have uh, exactly they say let's see if we can take care of it in another way and if it's necessary then we take it out so that from that point of view it's um like it's it's not uh, it's not the easiest way out here so that's good i'm glad to hear that yeah i feel like but on the other hand there is absolutely uh, not no culture, but uh, a very low level um, of what you were saying before. Uh, fruit, fruits and vegetables, try eat what you need to eat to help your thyroid or avoid some kind of food or try to see what uh, minerals, etc. can help you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely very, very low uh I say culture in that sense, like, and that's, and that's why I joined your, um, your Instagram page, because I saw that you were uh, talking exactly about this, uh, this kind of approach to this, uh, to all the diseases that, uh, uh, that are around um, thyroid, the thyroid. Even mine, because mine is not even considered a disease. Well, you know, I was going to say with you, like, um, from my experience personally, you know, when I was my own guinea pig um, and I started really diving in on my body and asking my body, please tell me what's going on. What, What do you need? What's wrong? And I stopped the, you know, just looking for help through the system that just didn't want to help, like you said. And, um, and it started slowly revealing everything to me. And I was extremely nutrient deficient, extremely. I, I mean, I, I was, I had to go black hair because my hair was so thin and falling out. My old pictures, I don't have very many. You needed to disguise it with, yeah. Because blonde seems thinner. Yeah, but I was shown that I had very, I I was missing a lot of the key nutrients in order to grow my hair, in order to sustain my hair. And then I went blonde and it all fried off. (laughs) But I have been taking specific herbs and supplements that help with that. And it 
it's real. You know, there's mineral imbalances to our nails and to our skin. And there's, there's toxins coming out of our liver that can, and, and up into our bloodstream and that push up into our epidermis layers of our, of our skin and can be causing the psoriasis and the eczema and the acne, but it's all internal based. Yeah. And so we really got to look inward and ask our bodies, please reveal to me, what is it you need, you know? And practically, like practically every one of my clients is anemic. They have no vitamin D. They have no magnesium. I was on vitamin D for years. Yeah. They have uh, super low to no sodium. No one's taking, no one... Everyone has been scared away from salt. I use um, um, uh, sale yodato, uh, well, salt with yod, yod, I don't know how to say it. Yod, yod, let's see if I can. Or uh, Celtic? It's, um, I don't use a lot of salt, but how do you say it? Just one minute. Yeah. Yodine, yodine. I-O-D-I-N-E. Iodine. Iodine. It's salt with this iodine supplement. I hear you. All my family uses it. I hear you. And that is another crucial, that is another crucial thing that I post about a lot on my stories. I'm, I'm, I don't know if you've seen it, um, but some of your stories. I have to turn on the light because it's really, it's getting dark. Okay. Here I right. forget it's nighttime there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, iodine is crucial. Our thyroids yeah. cannot function if we don't have iodine. But iodine supplements or, you know, it's not, it's, it, you have to be careful with minerals because you can't just start taking iodine unless you know what you're doing. You need yes, of course. to know what's going on with your other minerals because they all intertwine with each other. And so that's why... When I talk about iodine and the importance of it, I really encourage you guys to get it through your food because it's safe and you're not going to like push yourself over the iodine, you know, and, and I agree. I agree. And so you, you know, you really want to bring in the sea, the sea based foods, the kelps and the dulce. And the sea, I'm lucky because I live like in a place where I can go to this, to the sea in 15 minutes nice and so uh you can just breathe <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh it's i feel um i feel better since i'm in italy mm. and this is something sure about it but a lot of people here suffer from thyroid diseases there's a very high percentage of people that suffer from uh, thyroid diseases that's Especially hypo. That's interesting you say that because I have noticed an increase of women following me from Italy in particular. Yeah. I'm going to speak more to you Italian women though. To Italian women. Yeah. And you guys are all so cute with your accents. You're all <laughs> so cute. Um, I actually did a really great um, interview with a, a woman from Italy and she has a page called Bastau, uh, Bastau Graves, I believe. 
And it was all about low libido and why we have no sex oh. drive. Um, so that's that's another problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. we don't want to talk about sex. We don't want to talk about sex drives. And we don't want to talk about pooping, but we all have issues with all of them. <laughs> well, exactly right. That's another. Maybe you can talk about another another a whole other uh, hour dedicated to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's right too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if anyone's wondering, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's wondering why they have no to low sex drive, you can go on my YouTube or my IGTV and there's a fantastic interview. I'll do it. Yeah. Check that out. And um, yeah, let's, let's, let's bring in the conversation around pooping. I have been noticing that something I've been purposely trying to put, put that out there on my stories more. Like the other day I posted a picture of that I was eating dates and I pointed to the fact that they were really high in fiber and I'm like, helps you boo, <laughs> you guys, we need to talk about this. So anyways, yeah. um, I, well, it's, I don't feel uncomfortable. Uh, I think it's because now I, I'm at a certain time of my life that I don't feel uncomfortable talking about it, but I understand that maybe younger, younger women might feel uncomfortable, but I think it's useful. <laughs> Yeah. Talk about right. it. Because maybe they say, what's wrong with me? Yeah. There's something wrong. It's it, cool. Especially with the, for the, um, uh, um, the fact that they don't have a sex drive because they're young, they're experiencing, uh, maybe they're at their first experiences and they say, well, maybe something's wrong with me. And they don't think it's caused by something organic. Yeah. Uh, organic in, in Italian, I mean something uh, related to a dysfunction. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they think it's all psych psychological and it's not true. No. Yeah, it's not true. And I know that it's hard on relationships, like yeah. really hard on relationships, especially yeah. the younger girls with the men that have the higher sex drive still. So um, I definitely encourage everyone to go listen to that, um, to that. And I just wrote, I just wrote poos. <laughs> I'm gonna I'll do a live on going to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom. Let's talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for this great opportunity. Thank you. I it was a pleasure meeting you, even though it's uh so far away, nine hours of so it's good. amazing though, if it you is. think about it. I know. We're on opposite ends of the, the earth and we're here chatting. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I thank you. I am honored to meet you. Welcome to my community. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> thank you. Thank and um, if if you want to stick around for the the closing thought, you're welcome. Or you can um, just go ahead and close your screen now, and I'll touch base with you on messages um, when I'm done. Okay. Thank you. Thank you again. You're welcome. Sweetie. And um, good luck. And uh, I'm going to follow, continue following you for your, all your precious uh, advice. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Wow. I have chills. Uh, she was amazing. I love, love meeting you guys. Oh, my gosh. So, every story is so different, but yet so similar. And you can see how no matter where you are in the world, 
you're you're not alone. You're not alone with what you're going through or what with what you've been through. And so in closing, I'd like to um, invite you guys to leave a comment below this video. Let us know if you liked it. Let us know if you have any questions. Um, it definitely makes us feel good to be able to hear your feedback or any like aha moments that you were impacted from. And please, if you know anyone, a family member, a friend, a sister, anyone that needs to hear these thyroid warriors stories so we can also let them know that they're not alone um, please share this video with uh you can i i'm gonna download this onto my youtube so you can share it through an instagram link or you can show it, share it through a youtube link and if anyone is interested in being a volunteer for any of my future series please DM me anytime, or you can email me at number one at gmail.com. Thank you so much for all of your time, you guys. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.